You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering your Houston Texans every day, Monday through Friday. As always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy Hickman. It's Tuesday and just a couple days removed from that big win Sunday against the New England Patriots where we... We were at home. The first dub the Texans got at home against the Patriots uh, since 2010. Actually, the first win period since 2010. And you can definitely find this podcast on all of the major platforms. Spotify, Stitcher, Megaphone, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Don't forget to check out You Can Argue That Sports, where Cody and I, amongst other talented journalists and podcasters, cover sports around every league and the city of Houston and surrounding areas, Cody, Taco Tuesdays, Turkey Burger Tuesdays, however you want to flip it, today it's going to be Texans Tuesday because we got to talk about Bill O'Brien, don't we? We're going to talk about B.O.B. because over the weekend, matter of fact, shortly before the Houston Texans kicked off their victory against the New England Patriots, there was some news that came out of the Texans camp that said, The Houston Texans will not be pursuing a GM entering the 2020 offseason. Now, that's pretty interesting on both sides of the equation because, one, you're going to look at it from a standpoint to where you say, damn, the Houston Texans are trying to wing it without a GM yet again. But at the same time, that might be good news due to the fact that And at the same time, that might be good news due to the fact that Bill O'Brien has basically been a solid GM for the Houston Texans. You take a look at the moves that he made, getting Laramie Tunsil, getting Kenny Stills, um, getting Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde, two running back players that the Texans actually needed after Lamar Miller went down with an injury. And um, even throughout the season, you take a look at the moves Bill O'Brien has been able to do, um, you know, getting guys like... Vernon Hargraves. At the end of the day, I'm taking a look at the Houston Texans, and once again, it seems like they are trying to follow in the footsteps of the New England Patriots, as as you like to call them, John, the big brother. Well, let me say this. I think going into the next season for the Houston Texans, if we stop the season today, well, I know the season is played in 16 and not 12, but there have been catastrophic I would say so type of injuries to this team. J.J. Watt goes down. You know, we lose the defensive backs. We we are constantly in a revolving door of bringing in guys to fill in, to hold us until everybody gets back healthy. Or, you know, even in the offseason, one of the most underrated moves in the entire offseason for all 32 teams were trading for Carlos Hyde for Martinez Rankin. Why? We were about to cut Rankin. So, I think this is the year that, and I get into it with people on Twitter all the time. This is the year where finally can Billy O get some respect. He brings you Duke Johnson. Now Duke Johnson wants to get out of Cleveland, and I know he's in a better situation, right? I mean, (laughs) you could be in Cleveland right now, or you could be in Houston. You bring (laughs) him in, 
You go get Carlos Hyde. You revamp. Well, not revamp, but you put together a very good two-headed monster. When you look at the damage they can do running the ball with Carlos Hyde primarily, catching the ball out of the backfield with Duke Johnson, they're number five in rushing yards per game, right? That has helped because we've been able to run teams out. We've been able to control the possession, time of possession, because we're just so effective, and a lot of teams have been ineffective in stopping our run. Oh, on top of that, well, listen, cornerbacks go down. We get it. We're going to get you Gary Young Conley. I, I, he didn't play Sunday because of an injury, but in his games he's been featured in, has he not been stellar for the Texans? Hmm? Vernon Hargraves, you go sign him off the the, the, the waivers. You claim him off waivers. Has he not been good in his performance in the Texas uniform? Right? And on top of that, he has had moments this year where it just seems like, uh, hello, I knew what I was doing the entire time. Case in point, talked about it yesterday. Jadavion Clowney only has three sacks the entire season. We are 12 games into the season. Baker Martin has two and a half. Now, granted, they have been flashed in the last two weeks, but I just saved our team a bunch of money by switching auto insurance. <laughs> <laughs> right, like I, I, I didn't give that much money to a guy that has been extremely underperforming outside of a couple of flashes here and there. Bill O'Brien resume as a GM, as the active GM, of course he is the head over the other four to five guys, but he makes those final decisions and calls. And so when the news came out that the Houston Texans are not going to actively go out and seek a permanent GM for the 2020 season, I thought to myself, well, why would you? The guy that you have here, first and foremost, any GM is going to come into a new role. What is he going to want to do? He's going to want to use his picks to bring in the guys he deems the best possibility for you to win. Well, there's no first-round picks for the next couple years. You only have one second-round pick. Bill O'Brien knows this team already because he built it. And the team that he built, excluding games where maybe you could say they should have won or just didn't have everybody out on the field, he's put together together a pretty good roster. So I think we need to really evaluate one thing. And I will say this all the time because the reality of the situation is, who would you rather have? Look at all 32 teams in the NFL. And how they put together those 53-man rosters. Who would you rather have? Would you rather go to Miami? Would you rather go to Atlanta, who has a lot of talent, can't put together a full roster? Would you like to go up to New York? Pick one. Doesn't matter. Would you like to go to Cleveland? Well, you might want to have to go to Cleveland. John Dorsey's a damn good GM. Their players are not getting it done. But the fact that he can GM and then still coach them up, why should you go out and look for anybody else when their man is right here in Houston? He's getting it done. Oh, by the way, everybody's getting healthy at the same time. Outside of Titus Howard, we will miss him for the rest of the season. Rumors, and we're hearing J.J. Watt come back. Vernon Hargraves played tremendous last night. He said the moment he got to Houston, they felt like, well, he felt like they've known him the entire time. They wanted him here. You don't think this guy, Bill O'Brien, knew who you were and what you were capable of coming out of college a couple years ago, adding to that first-round secondary? Come on, guys. Come on. 
Let's be serious and honest. Would you rather take a trip down 45 like I did for Thanksgiving? Go to Dallas. Go to Dallas. <laughs> right? And who's their GM? It's Jerry Jones. It's Stephen Jones. And as great as Jerry has been with the Dallas Cowboys, we're continuing to revenue, bring revenue in and selling jerseys and Jerry's world and the whole nine. As a GM, your role is to really construct a team and who are you going to bring around you? Who are you going to be able to build the team? Bill is one of the same. Why get rid of him? No disrespect to Bill O'Brien. You know, I have been a huge fan of Bill O'Brien for a long time now, probably probably more so than a lot of people might imagine. But here's what I have an issue with. Bill O'Brien, he did a tremendous job building this team. But you don't have a first-round pick, and you only have one second-round pick. So the chances of 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 drafting a high caliber player in the 2020 draft is is little to none. I'm not you saying it can't happen. It. You don't need it. I, I understand that. And I'm not saying that it can't happen in later rounds because like I've been saying, the draft is nothing but a big gamble from the first pick to the last pick. But at the end of the day, you're looking at a situation where in order to get this team to the next level, the Texans and Bill O'Brien, since that's their GM, are going to have to bank hard on free agency. And I'm not sure if Bill O'Brien can make the, I don't want to say the best moves in free agency, but I'm not sure if I want to go this route with the Houston Texans of not having a GM in free agency. Because you look at the moves that he did, especially that, that, that week before the NFL season started, most of those moves was, was a cleanup move after the bogus job Brian Gaines did prior to the start of the season but you it, but once again like the Texans are going to be in a situation where they're going to be a couple pieces away you 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 can't really bank on the draft because you don't have those draft picks free agency is going to be really really important and I just don't know if I want to put that much pressure on not only Bill O'Brien but the Texans in general well let me say this that's where coach Bill O'Brien comes in and kind of fronts the GM version of Bill O'Brien. What do I mean by that? Well, I mean, okay, Coach Bill O'Brien has his team in eight and four. Coach Bill O'Brien has consistently capped for his team. Even when we felt like they're underperforming, they're not doing this, they're not doing that, he continues to cap, and he corrects them. So much so, he got the game ball on Sunday, right? The guys all presented him with the game ball. First time beating your, your, your head coach, the guy who brought you into the league, in the sense you're under Bill, o, Bill Belichick, rather, they presented you with that game ball. Oh, you got leaders on your team that can vouch for you. Yeah, Bill O'Brien, he, he, he's the guy. He's the man. He He's the guy that you want to play for as the coach. Now all you have to do is go get a meeting with him in free agency. I understand that the draft is not going to be where the Texans build on. And a team like the Texans, how much do you really want to invest into the draft when the conversation is, oh my gosh, you just you just you just one here away, you just one there away, you just one defensive, you just one offensive. 
you don't want to bank too much on that draft. So I'm not worried about the draft because of the aspirations of this team. I think Coach O'Brien will help out GM O'Brien, which will eventually help out Coach O'Brien, which will help out the Houston Texans organization, period, off 16 and Kirby. Those two versions of O'Brien's, I would call it the Jekyll and Hyde, maybe, whatever. They will help each other work hand in hand. Only way I can look at it, working out, the free agency is going to be important, very important. You got Jalen Ramsey, who's not on the contract next year. I don't see him returning to L.A., right? The Houston Texans have a lot of money going into next season, the offseason, right? There are areas on this team. And let's say you, let's say you don't get Jalen Ramsey. Well, the talent you have in your secondary has proven it can be good enough when all healthy. You can go out and fix other areas in your offensive line. You have the money to do so. Everybody wants to play with Deshaun Watson. He's a leader. He's a man amongst men. He commands respect because he goes out and earns it. That is going to be a talking point. Bill O'Brien, the coach, has that to help out Bill O'Brien, the GM. Well, although it's still early, hopefully Bill O'Brien will use a way to lure Jalen Ramsey out of Los Angeles. Hey, how about this? No state tax here in Texas. No, no state tax. And you know, Jalen Ramsey and the Houston Texans have been flirting with one another all year long. Flirting, so, flirting is not the word. They've been, they've been the lusting. They've been lusting. <laughs> they, they've slid in those DMs. Oh, Jalen, hey, we have, you've been in Jacksonville and California, right? Florida, California. We got better barbecue. You're going to get majority of your contract because of the how the things work out with the taxes out here in Texas. You're going to be all right. I think Texas would be a great place for you as long as it's not Dallas. Come on to Houston. Come on to Houston with Away. Away creates thoughtful products designed to change how you see the world. For $20 off suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on during checkout. Listening on the go, if you cannot visit Away right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. Welcome back in, everybody. Thank you for taking your time out to listen to Locked On Texans, the podcast where you can find us on all of the major podcasting platforms. We appreciate you very much. The last four games of the season is going to get interesting. Maybe not so much so against the Broncos. Maybe not so much so against the NFC South Buccaneers. But I feel like this Tennessee Titan team is going to give the Texans a run for the money. Uh, Let me say this. In the last Five years. I'll just go back to five. Have we seen a better running back after the first seven games than Derrick Henry? I mean, this guy just 188, 159, 149 in the last three games, five touchdowns total. The way he runs the ball, once he gets to the second level, nobody in this world wants to tackle him, right? Like, Cody... I was asking, and listeners, you can ask yourself this question or ask your friends. Drop it in the group chat. I asked all of my friends randomly. Like, I think at one point we were even in the club just listening to music. I said, hey, for $40,000, no, it was $20,000 I asked, would you tackle Derrick Henry once he gets to the second level? 
And you know, guys, yeah, of course I would. Of course I would. 20,000, 20,000, of course I would. The reality of it is I don't think many of these guys understand that what he can do at 6'3", at his size, and once he gets to that second level, nobody in this world wants to tackle Derrick Henry unless you're like Landon Collins or something like that. But what I'm getting at is the Texans will have a tough task defeating this Titan team. They're rolling right now. Since they put in Tannehill, what are they, five and four, five and one? They are rolling. They've clawed their way back into making a possible playoff push. It's going to get interesting. And the Tennessee Titans, they are in a real interesting situation because when you take a look at Derrick Henry, you're talking about a guy who is averaging 165 rushing yards over the last three games. And Ryan Tannehill, <laughs> Ryan Tannehill has thrown for an average of 207 yards, six touchdowns, and no interceptions during this three-game win streak. And they have won five of their last six games. Even though the Houston Texans are eight and four, the Titans are right on Houston ass at seven and five. These last four games are going to be hella crucial for both the Texans and the Titans. And what's funny, they play each other twice in these last four games. Now, I do believe it's going to get even more trickier due to the fact that I have the Texans and the Titans splitting the home-and-home games. I think Tennessee is going to win on their field, and I think the Texans are going to win on their field. But Tennessee has two important games outside of Houston. One is against the New Orleans Saints, and another one is this Sunday against the Oakland Raiders. If the Tennessee Titans beat the Raiders, they could eliminate them out of playoff contention. And you're basically looking at a, a, a two-team race now for that last spot in the, the, the AFC playoffs. It's going to be tricky. It's going to be tricky. It's going to be fun. And uh, But honestly, I don't know how you feel. I honestly do think regardless of how, of how hot the Houston, of how hot the Tennessee Titans has been, I do believe the Houston Texans, they, they don't have too much to worry about. As long as they at least go 3-1 and one to close out the season, I don't think they have too much to worry about. Oh, uh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how both of these teams close out the next week uh, just to get it done, right? They, they want to get it done. Since Tannehill has taken over, what's not to be overlooked is just how great the defense has been getting after the quarterback. You know, there's been games where they have – two sacks, three sacks, or just uh, against the Coast, they had three sacks. Against the Jaguars, they also had three sacks. They're, they're getting after the quarterback, making it easier for their team to make plays. And for the most part, I mean, we look at a lot of these scores. They've had 30 dropped a couple times, but they're just still finding ways to edge out these victories. What this team reminds me of is a lot of the 13-3 and team that was under Kerry Collins when they were just running the ball and their quarterback was effective at, at doing what he needed to do, Gary Collins at the time, to get the ball to where it needs to be gotten. I know that's not proper English maybe, but he did his job. And what's the difference, right? That year, Chris Johnson, where he ran for 2,000 yards. Look what Derrick Henry is doing now. He's not running for 2,000 yards, but he is closing games because of how great – and tough of a running he is. Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill is going out there, and he's doing his job. 
I think he's a lot better quarterback, a much better quarterback rather than what Kerry Collins was at that time. They were 13 and three. It seems like the Titans may have put Tannehill in. I'm not going to say too late because the season isn't over yet, but I would have liked to see Tannehill under center at the beginning of the season. I know that loyalty was with Mariota, but loyalty only lasts for so long in this league. I say that to say this, they're going to be scary. There's a possibility. You read off their list. What are their next few games? They have the Texans twice. That's going to be fun. I like how you think uh, you pointed out the fact that you think both home the home teams are going to pull it out. They have the Raiders. They have the Saints. There's a possibility of them going three and one. And as good as they have been playing, dare I say four and oh, in the next four games to end the season, I'm not saying that they can't beat the Texans. I mean, they will beat the Texans twice. I'm saying that they have something that the Texans have been having a little bit of issues with. And that's stopping the run. And I'm glad that you mentioned stopping the run because that's the biggest struggle that I have. Now, John, I'm going to ask this question to you, and I don't want to get into this too much because I'm pretty sure we're going to talk about this a lot all next week for our first matchup against the Titans. But when you take a look at how the Texans played in Sunday night's win against the New England Patriots, you saw how great that front seven played. Do you have confidence? that they could continue that 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 style of play when they face Derrick Henry? I, I don't want to say just yet because they didn't go up against a team. They didn't go up against a fully healthy offensive line for the Patriots, right? Patriots center goes down. Isaiah Wynn, who's a stud at left tackle, he's just now getting back and getting into his rhythm. And that offensive line has had issues, you know, all year. The Titans are a much solid group. And they have a much better running game because they, let's face it, they have a much better running back. I think Sonny Michelle's averaging maybe around 60 yards per game currently. Derrick Henry is averaging close to 100. And then in the last three games, we know what he's been averaging. You, you said it yourself. So, uh, though the Texans, you know, front seven did an amazing job, they're going to go up against the team, the Titans. And I, let's not just limit it to the Texans, too. The other two teams, the Saints, the Raiders, they're going up against a team that is controlling the line of scrimmage, right? The the big boys down there are just doing work. They're hungry. Like nobody's going to out eat them right now because if their running back is happy, they're happy. They 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 can go to the Pro Bowl. They can become all pros if everybody start looking and seeing how damn good they're running the ball. And if I'm doing if I'm getting all these achievements. I'm getting these awards. Eventually, somewhere down the line, my pocketbook is going to be affected in a good way. So they're going to continue to control the line of scrimmage. But to bring it back and limit it to the Texans, it's going to be tricky. One thing I will say is, moving forward, you know, th- that game is actually in two weeks. Right, Cornell is going to have to continue to call flawless-esque-like games on the defensive end, getting his team in different schemes, throwing different looks at them, confusing them a little bit. But when you look at it, just lining them up. Right? If you go play Madden, you go to single back formation, or you go to the I formation, you hit Y, because Y is always going to be the ISO. Derrick Henry has won those battles more than not, and for huge gains. So I will say this. I love where the Titans have done and where they've came from making that switch 
understanding that there's a possibility that we're going to let this season slip away. Mike Vrabel cannot afford that. Let's make a switch. They made the switch. They've looked like a better team. I'm pondering if this would have happened early on in the season, would we be talking about the Texans in the same sense we're talking about the Titans as in, well, are they going to make it close? Are they going to do this? They could possibly do it. We don't know, but lo and behold, it's going to get interesting. Well, I'll tell you one thing for sure. He may not be Derrick Henry, but the Texans' front seven is going to tell us a lot on Sunday when they face Phillip Lindsay. This is a guy who has been one of the most underrated running backs in this game. He made the Pro Bowl last year, and even though the, the, the Denver Broncos are nowhere near a playoff team, he has still have he has still balled in 2019. So that front seven is going to tell us a lot come Sunday. Definitely going to tell you a lot, and I want to tell you guys about how long days at work, tough days at school, and being stuck in the office should not stop you from getting a good hot meal. Whether you can't get out, you have to complete this assignment, this is where DoorDash comes in. Well, and this is where Locked On comes in. Treat yourself to a meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurant come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of 15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code Locked On. Listening on the go, if you can't visit DoorDash right now, you can find this and all of the other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com backslash offers. There's no reason why you guys should not take advantage of getting some food for a little bit cheaper than what you normally would have if you use DoorDash, especially on your first order with Locked On as the promo code. I'm going to do it. You should too. As a matter of fact, I'm about to go do that right now. I'm tired of talking to you guys. I'm John, some sports guy, Hickman. You can follow me on Twitter at some sports guy with two eyes. Why talk about everything? Sports, music, Jalen Ramsey, and then more sports, of course. Follow my brother on Twitter. Cody, where can they find you? You can find me on Cody Davis, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24 to stay up to date on all things Houston Texans, Houston Rockies, and UH basketball. I know. I'm a workaholic. Got me working, working day and night, baby. I love it. I love it. Until next time, word from the wise. There's a dream and vision you have. Go out there and get it. That's what we're doing. You're listening to us. One day we want to listen and see you. Until next time, peace. Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.